0: Good morning everyone, welcome back to my podcast, Count It All Joy. For today's um, episode, I thought I would share um, the importance of walking in peace with God, yourself and others, and this will not be a typical um, podcast where, um, you know, I'm trying to be overly spiritual. Um, I just, I genuinely want to share what what has been laid on my heart for the past um, few weeks. And, you know, as I said, it will be based on the experiences I have endured for the past um, 30, almost 30 years. Um, So I'll just go ahead and pray. Because without the Holy Spirit's um, anointing on this message, it will not have the impact I'm hoping it will have. So, Father God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you, Father, that um, by your grace and your mercy, you've enabled me and all who are listening to wake up to see another day. I pray, Father, that you would cover this message in the blood of Jesus. And that you'd fill me um, with your Holy Spirit. So that as I speak, people will hear your voice and not my voice. I ask this Father God in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, um, for the past few weeks and even the past few hours, I have been meditating on the importance of peace. And, you know, if you, like me, have a ESV Bible app, um, you can open it up. And if you type in the word peace, you will see a number of scriptures that um, are connected to the word peace. Um, You know, especially in the New Testament, um, the New Testament writers um, always whenever they greeted one another it would always be may grace and peace from god abound to you and it's so easy to um overlook the importance of that word because it appears so often but i have come to realize through not just reading the scriptures but also through my own experience um how important it is to have peace um I read Romans 16 verse 20 this morning in the ESV version and um, the Apostle Paul um, says the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. So immediately from reading that verse um, he's explaining to all of the readers that wherever there is the absence of peace the enemy is. The enemy is present and as I said in many of my previous podcasts I have been a Christian for a number of years Um, I was born and raised into a Catholic household and um, in the UK um, if any of you if any of my listeners are from the UK um, I hope that you would (laughs) understand my experience that You don't always um, understand the scriptures based on, you know, the teaching and preaching of a Catholic priest. Um, As a result, you can forget um, how you are supposed to live your life as a believer in this world. And, um, you know, for example, when I was a Catholic, I wasn't encouraged to read the scriptures. Um, So I didn't realize how important they were um and you know as i said we just mainly had like little catholic prayer books that we used to read um and take home but we never really had um a catholic bible to take home nor were we encouraged to do so um they, and also at the church i attended we never really had any bible studies so you know i didn't know any better and as a result all of my parenting or well, my my parents they parented me according to their own tradition not necessarily according to what the scriptures teach about how to live as a Christian parent. Um, And in 2010, so approximately like three years after I had a car accident, my older brother became a born-again Christian and, you know, he started to, um, or he left the Catholic faith, that's the first thing. And the second thing he did was um, he started reading the scriptures more. And because of the fact his, um, yeah, his behaviour was pretty bizarre for, you know, it was out of character for him, we all started to wonder whether he was alright. <laughs> and as I said, we had no idea that he was literally entering into a relationship with Jesus Christ that you know, he'd been enlightened to the truth about who Jesus is and, um, you know, yeah, he just carried on pursuing the Lord, and he's still pursuing the Lord to this day. Me, on the other hand, I'm a bit of a rough one, <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I, you know, was hostile in a way to, to my brother's spiritual conversion, because um, I didn't know whether he was joining a cult, or, you know, I just didn't know what was going on with him, but as I started to Um, listen to him and I was exposed to the teachings that he was listening to, it really, really started to open up my eyes to who God is and I loved it. Um, But as time went on, my brother started to listen to um, different teachers from um, a more reformed background. Um, So he kind of left a charismatic um, churches and he went to a you know reformed denomination and in all honesty I never felt um, at peace with any of the teachers um, that he would listen to but because my brother's spiritual conversion was more noticeable than my own I felt that he was more of a, um, a guide in Christianity and this is why i'm recording today's podcast because even if you are a babe in the faith the holy spirit is in you no matter how weak you feel as a christian you know even from for example i'm just using my own experience i'm the weakest of all christians um i've been beset by various trials in my life um from having a car accident to, um, you know, having to be homeschooled due to panic attacks, and also, um, you know, struggling with employment, um, struggling with disability discrimination, um, you know, and I've struggled with having genuine friendships, even in the church, Um, but one thing that I'm now coming into is an acceptance of peace. So, even if someone professes to be a Christian, I'm not saying that they're not, but if you don't have a piece about what they're teaching, you don't have a piece about who they are, try to limit your contact with them as much as possible. And just to give you a few experiences, so for today's you know episode, I hope that it won't be as long as the previous one, but even if it is, it doesn't matter, I just pray that it, it blesses someone and that it encourages someone so when I you know try to imitate my brother um so as he was following the Lord I was impressed by his you know just the fact that his overall demeanor changed he started to become more kind uh, because previously you know we didn't get along uh, we always had a lot of arguments because he was always hostile towards me um, as an older brother but after he became a born-again Christian um you know, I started to kind of warm up to him, and I tried to imitate him, and as I said, he he, he rejected the prosperity, the quote-unquote prosperity gospel, um, which I agree with to an extent, but he went to the extreme of listening to a lot of teachers who just constantly talk about suffering every second, which to me wasn't right, but at the same time, because of how they taught, it just seemed as though it lined up with the word of God because of how they, you know, taught the scriptures. And so as a result, um, I used to follow him and I never used to have any peace about it, but I still used to follow him because, you know, naturally you're concerned about your eternal salvation and you want to make sure that you're not listening to any false teachers. And um, my my compass you know which is basically your inner knowing in your spirit where the holy spirit resides it was always off but i still used to carry on anyway and as a result i've fallen into so many um, difficulties because of a lack of peace so as i said um, back in 2013 i decided to you know join a baptist denomination and this was simply because I used to read a lot of Charles Spurgeon books. Um, Charles Spurgeon has, you know, he was such a prolific writer who was clearly used by the Holy Spirit to really bring um, the gospel to light. And I, and I still love Charles Spurgeon to this day. Um, however, I do not... I, I, sorry, I've never felt comfortable with the Baptist denomination in the UK Um, it could have been just my particular denomination I mean I don't want to speak for all Baptist denominations because I haven't been to every Baptist church but this particular Baptist denomination that I went to I always always felt off Um, the pastor was very very strange if that's the best way to put it Um, so he would always be quite firm Um, I never really sensed any genuine love from him and you know he'd always be I don't know I mean the first time we met him he was always encouraging us to kind of look for a church in our area and I'd never heard of that before and you know as I said we live in a part in London that's like the east of London and you know we were just looking for a church in the east of London and he was insisting that we went to one very very close to our house which I'd never heard before I'd never heard of a pastor telling you that you know you must attend this church because it's in your area and so that was like the first sign to me that something was wrong with him Um, and but nonetheless I really wanted to you know follow sound doctrine so I thought let me just attend this church so um, I went me my parents went and is a nice, small, cozy church, um, but as time went on, there was too much. I mean, my, my my peace, the so the lack of peace I had just kept diminishing. Um, and you know, I was forced to be a member, forced to be baptized immediately, forced to prove um, that I was a Christian. You know, by how I spoke, by you know my actions, always. Putting on, like, you know, um, an appearance to make it look as though I was always fine. And I started to feel like I was losing myself and that I'd entered into religion. But I still tried to try and convince myself that I was doing the right thing because of the fact, you know, I was in this particular um, denomination. But just to kind of cut a very long story short... When my parents and I were facing, you know, an eviction, we didn't receive any care um, from our care group. And because of the constant work that was placed on me, you know, I was constantly told to work in the children's ministry. I was told to, you know, assist with all the events that they had, even sometimes when my personal life at home was collapsing um, and I didn't have any peace. And as a result of not saying no, like because as I said, I did try to say no on a few occasions. I tried to decline some requests, but I was always um, you know the count my, my pastor's countenance would fall and I would immediately f- know and sense that he was displeased with me. and that's why it's important that you know the character of Jesus because if you are a young believer, you will be taken. Um, advantage of if you don't know your word and there's no way there's no way in the Bible where it says that if you are a believer you know that you're meant to take on every task if someone asks you you know the word clearly says um, in Romans 14 verse 19 so then let us pursue what makes for peace Um, Romans 15 verse 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Um, Romans 15 verse 33, may the God of peace be with you all. So we can clearly see um, that God is a God of peace. And as it says in Romans 5 verse 1, we have been justified by faith right? So since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. We are not justified by our works. So we are safe to do good works, but any work you do has to be coming out from a spirit of peace. So I've realized if you continuously live a life where you're doing things to please other people, you will constantly live in that trap and that cycle of always being a people pleaser. And, um, as a result i had to leave that particular denomination because I, I i reached a boiling point as it were um in in the situation with, with our neighbors i reached a boiling point because we were facing an eviction a buyer wasn't forthcoming for our home and i was not being listened to at the church that i was attending because my pastor was more focused on um church attendance and um just seeing people busy, that he wasn't actually, he didn't, he lacked the humility um, to really have a genuine care for um, the members of the congregation who are suffering. And that is why I want to encourage everyone today if you find that you, like the moment you join a church, if you don't have any peace about it, leave, okay? And the reason why I say that is simply because if you don't leave and you continue to stay, even when you don't have peace what will happen is at some point the real you all the emotions that you are feeling it will eventually come out of your mouth um you know i cannot um (laughs) i cannot stress that enough that whatever you try to bury within your heart it will eventually come out so if you don't feel at peace with um with your pastor with even some of your, your, your Christian friends, limit your time with them, because, you know, Jesus says in Matthew 15, um, verse 18, what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, okay, and many times I've committed so many sins, because I've buried things in my heart, and because people weren't listening, eventually came out of my mouth, and they were quite shocked by what came out of my mouth but in all honesty had they been listening to me um instead of just trying to tick a tick off a spiritual box to make it look as though oh you know we're doing stuff that look appear to be godly I never would have reached that stage and that is why I really want to encourage everyone listening listen to people when they are speaking you know do not be selfish to dismiss what they're saying because you feel superior to them or because you don't understand them it's not christ-like to not listen to someone you know jesus went about healing everyone doing good but he was someone who listened um he always listened um for instruction from the father before doing anything and that is how we should be we should be listening for you know, for our instructions to come from the Father before doing anything, and you know, I always tried to explain this to my pastor, but he would never listen. And as I said, eventually I cracked, and I ended up telling him how I truly felt. And because um, my, because I challenged his lack of love during our time of need, um, as I said in the newsletter each week at church, we would always have scriptures such as. Um, Um, Galatians um, 6 I believe it's 6 verse 2 about bearing one another's burdens and fulfilling the law of Christ yeah Galatians 6 2 but no one really wanted to bear anyone's genuine burden Um, and as a result I couldn't take it and I was like what is the point in having all these scriptures on your newsletter and encouraging each other to attend a care group but really there is no actual care in practice and so I just want to you know, inspire you all, you know, do not feel ashamed to humbly approach your your leaders in, in your local congregation if you don't see certain scriptures being put into practice. Because if I'm a genuine believer and I'm not impressed by the culture in this church, how will we be able to um, draw other people in? Um, if pe- people in the world run away from religion because they know that no one really cares about them and if you're in a religious setting it's all about rule law keeping um and that's what jesus hated as well so if we are to imitate christ we are to genuinely love one another and um whilst i'm aware that my podcast is going over 20 minutes um i just wanted to say as a final um tip um if you don't feel at peace with certain believers please limit your contact with them so whilst we're all a work in progress you can tell whether someone is genuine or not Um, last night I attended a deliverance outreach ministry um, in in the east of London and the pastor said something that really just confirmed in my spirit that I'm going in the right direction um, he said that even in church, be very, very weary, you know, and get cautious of who you call your friend, um, because what people felt to realise is the fact that as a Christian, um, many people, even in the world, know how a Christian should behave, right? We hear it all the time, so if you profess to be a Christian, people expect you to live up to your, um, beliefs. They expect you to live up to the profession of your faith. So many people who are not Christian have read the Bible and they know what is expected of a believer in terms of kindness and compassion and forgiving one another, loving enemies. And so a lot of people in the world can be used by the enemy to infiltrate the church, um, to take advantage of um, genuine um, believers. We see it in the book of Acts. Um, so if you're not familiar with Acts chapter 5, um, have a read of it. Read about Ananias and Sapphira. Read what they did. Um, they entered um, into a congregation filled with genuine believers and they lied to the Holy Spirit. You know, they had sold a piece of property um, and kept back for themselves some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles feet and as a result they were rightly subjected to god's judgment because they were not genuine believers so what i really really want to highlight today if you do not feel peace with a certain believer with even a certain pastor and what he's teaching please save yourself pain and disleave okay, limit your contact, and leave graciously, um, that, that, because that's the situation I'm at today, so I've had, I think I've had a few Christian female friends, and I've never felt at peace of any of them, um, you know, one Christian friend I had, um, she was, she, she was aware from the beginning about the long-standing problems of anxiety that I faced um, as a result of you know the car accident I had and also you know the difficulties that my family had faced with being evicted and being falsely accused and on one occasion you know she asked to stay at my property my, my parents home where I lived and she would take pictures of me when we were when I was sleeping um, and I and she would also... Like, time I'd buy her a birthday gift... She would always say that she didn't have any money. And she would end up... As One time I saw her jetting off to Paris on WhatsApp. And I was thinking to myself... You say you don't have any money... But yet you're very secretive. You're always hiding things from me. And I felt no way in cutting her off as a friend. You know, there came a point where... I, In fact, I always knew from the beginning... That our friendship wasn't really going to go anywhere because I just never really felt at peace with her but for the sake of the gospel for the sake of loving a believer with brotherly affection I put up with her but I've realized if you keep putting up with situations that don't give you peace you're actually going to cause more trauma for yourself so I've learned to just let her go and let people go who don't serve my purpose anymore and the second Christian friend I had um, you know, I initially assumed that we were going to be close friends because I received a prophetic word that I was going to meet um, someone with her name. and I ended up meeting her and I was like, oh my gosh, wow. So the Lord knows how to send me good friends. But I really want to encourage you also to test the spirits you know of those who prophesy. And that lady who came into my life has not been a genuine believer. Um, I've limited my contact with her. I mean, I'm not saying she's not genuinely saved, but in terms of the quality of friendships I'm seeking in my life, no, she just has not been what I want in a friend. Um, She has constantly bombarded me with requests to complete emails for her, like write emails for her um, and complete all of her correspondence. Things that she should be doing for herself, um, so that when she genuinely has a burden I can actually step in and help. And whenever I can't meet her demands, she becomes she throws a tantrum. And but yet she expects me to quote unquote bear fruit. And on many occasions I've spared this girl's, you know, life. I've helped her so much and um on one occasion, you know, because I I don't really use public transport late at night. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in my previous podcast, but I wanted to book a, um, a cab home, which cost approximately £5, which is relatively cheap. And she had invited me to a concert where she obtained free tickets um, from her employer, where she worked at a hotel. And beca- in light of the fact, I've always spent money on her, I've always helped her. Um, And I even paid for her cab journey home from my home to the train station a few weeks prior to our concert outing. I assume that she would have had the decency to say, um, let me give you, you know, let me pay for your cab ride. Because what happened was my phone wasn't working at the time. So I did take a cab from my house to the concert venue. But what happened was um, because of my network my network was playing up and as a result I couldn't even access the internet my even my phone I couldn't even call people I couldn't even call a relative and so my phone was really really playing up and so I was trying to I was actually explaining this to her when the concert ended at like 10:30 p.m and I said I really can't get on the train because it's super crowded and it would cause me it would trigger my anxiety and I was asking her to you know In essence, I was hinting that I wanted assistance in going back home by cab. I couldn't call a cab. And she just said to me, okay. And then she just hopped on a train and went home and left me at the train station. So her behaviour was far from Christ-like. And it was not in accordance with scripture. She did not live like a Christian in the sense of having a genuine concern for my welfare. And you wouldn't believe she had the nerve to call me when she reached home to say, how am I? How did I get home? Did I get home safely? And you know, it's little things like that, that make me scared, I'll be honest, to be around another believer. But even, but because of my experiences, I've now realised that even if I am around another believer, I am not going to, to open up my heart to... A quote-unquote brother or sister, just because they profess to know Christ, I am going to allow that person to prove themselves to me before I even allow them into my intimate space, such as my home. So, I even listened to Creflo Dollar a few weeks ago, um, and it's a sermon he has on peace, and I highly recommend you listen to it. He said, you know, the problem is you may say sometimes that you're experiencing depression, but it might not always be the case. It could be because you're allowing people who are supposed to be in your outer court into your inner court, into your holy of holies, and this is that is that has to be the perfect um, solution for me. I mean, I've realised that the reason why I've had problems is because there's some people who are meant to be saying hi and bye to, but instead I was actually allowing them into my home, into my room, into you know the most inner part, the inner parts of my soul, and that is where my problems you know started that's how my problems started so i just want to encourage everyone today who's listening do not become too close to a believer quickly just because you want to prove to the lord that you're a christian or prove to others that you're christian do not open up your heart always guard your heart um, because proverbs 4 23 says to do so for out of it causes the issues of life and you know just for the sake of this podcast the last christian friendship i had um was with a girl who was approximately 10 years younger than me and um you know to me as far as i'm concerned age is nothing but a number um, because i've met believers who are in their 40s and they still act very very immature um so i'm almost i'm almost 30 years old but I've met believers who are much older than me, who are very immature. And I've met people who are younger than me, who are immature. So it's all about your personal view, uh, your personal relationship with the Lord and what you've gone through that really shapes your character. So one Christian friend I had, as I said, she was approximately 10, I believe, almost almost 10 years younger than me. Um, she was very, very forward. So she was very desperate for a Christian friend. And whilst i understand because i've been there i've been through seasons of you know real real loneliness loneliness where i've really wanted someone to talk to but she had a way about her which was extremely forward um whilst i wanted a friend i am I'm, I'm a very generous person and i wanted a friend who i could actually spend time with and really love and grow in, in the lord with and vice versa who would see me as a sister in Christ and really act like a really like a blood relation. And this girl would continuously ask me to pay for things and it really turned me off. Um, so for example I just met her and she would say to me oh well not just met her but you know like a like, about six months into our quote unquote friendship um I barely knew her. Um, I didn't really know much about her background. Um, but she attended my brother's church and, you know, she would say to me, do I want to pay for her stationery? And I was like, huh? Sorry? Um, And she'd be like, do I want to pay for her stationery because she hasn't got any money and as her sister in Christ, do I want to pay for it? And I cannot say to you how awkward I felt about her request you know, I'd never, I, as I said, I didn't really know her that well, and I just found it so strange that she'd even, I don't know, I don't even know how she'd do audacity to ask me to pay for that, pay for her stationery, you know, even if it cost a pound, it was just so bizarre to think that she felt comfortable asking me to pay for her things, and as I mentioned, she lives with her parents, um, Parents are both employed, she's a student at university and she receives student loan. She's not in financial hardship. And in fact, I'm the one who's in financial hardship, and I just found it so off-putting, it was such a turn-off that she just approached me immediately and said, Do I want to pay for her stationery? I was like, No. And initially, because of the background I've come from in terms of feeling a lot of condemnation and guilt, I initially felt as though you know it wouldn't be Christ-like to not give her any money because she's my sister in price so i initially gave her i think it was about four pounds for her stationery but then i started to interrogate her and i said you know do you not have do your parents not work do they not give you any money and immediately she was put on the spot and she had to be honest and tell me that um yes her parents do work and she just doesn't feel comfortable asking him for money and so she felt convicted and she had to return the, f- the money um, that I gave her. But I cannot, cannot stress the importance of cutting off quote-unquote friends who are like this. So, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, um, in Proverbs 12 verse 26, the righteous should choose their friends carefully. So I'm not in any way saying that she's not a Christian. But I really... Find it pretty bizarre that I encountered someone with that kind of boldness and forward behavior to expect a Christian to be a fool, and this is why I say, do not be a doormat, do not be a pushover, because what will happen is people will walk over you if you continuously allow them to do so. So, yes, we are called to be a blessing to the body of Christ. You know, Galatians six ten is one of my favorite scriptures. Um, you know as we have opportunity do good to all but especially to those who are of the household of faith Um, and just to give an example without trying to you know tell you too much recently a brother in the faith who i've known for over five years who attended um, the baptist denomination that i previously was a member of because i know him very well even though i no longer attend that church um i was recently you know informed that he lost his mother, and because he lost his mother, I really felt it for him because of his sensitive nature, and he's a very kind and caring person, so in addition to praying for him, I also um, sent him, you know, a gift, and I will not go into detail about what that gift was, but I, I gave it to him generously, and that is an example of bearing someone's burden. So because he's, he, has, he is facing a bereavement, that is a genuine, genuine reason to go out and be a blessing to someone in the body, right? So even if they're not generous to you, if they are facing a bereavement, you can show brotherly kindness by asking them how they are and sending them, you know, a gift as a token of your love for them and your concern for them. But in ordinary circumstances, you know, the book of Thessalonians, In the the book of Thessalonians, the Apostle Paul repeatedly um, instructs believers to be working and to be dependent on no one. So we are not to create a culture of dependency. And, you know, that is why it's very important that you read the scriptures for yourself. Um, So as I said, this podcast has gone on longer than I wanted it to. But, you know, I really, really wanted to get this off my chest and to really um, encourage you all to... To not be afraid to tell another believer, you know how they are supposed to live, you know. So whenever you feel uncomfortable, open up your word. Look for keywords that pertain to your your circumstance, and make sure that you um, tell that believer that what they're doing is out of is out of character, it's out of line with the gospel, so that they will get back into you know their rightful place. So as I said it is okay to pray for Christian friends and to have Christian friends but make sure that you pray that God sends you genuine believers one genuine believers who are working who are dependent on no one financially so that you will not be taken advantage of and even if they are working independently and even if they are financially independent you need to see them have a generous hand if they're not generous with you they will not be gen- if they're not generous with you in the beginning they won't be in the end so always remember that and don't be afraid to cut them off. So I appreciate that this podcast is almost forty minutes long, which is insane. But I pray that by the grace of God, that this message has blessed you, that it has encouraged you, and that it has inspired you to um, not be a fool. <laughs> That's the best way I want to put it. Do not be foolish, you know. But be wise. You know there are scriptures that say that. Do not be foolish. Be wise. Make the best use of the time for all the days are evil, you know, and always be discerning about what will please the Lord. And what will please the Lord is you actually having a spirit of discernment. So, Father God, I pray that everyone listening to this podcast would be blessed with the gift of discernment um, so that they would know when to cut off someone who is not a genuine believer um, and when to, you know, leave relationships. That are not good for them and even when to leave churches that are not you know conducive to their spiritual growth i pray for me Um, lord i pray that you bless me with um, more of your wisdom with more of yourself so that i can be a blessing to the body of christ um, and to the you know world at large i ask this father god in the name which is above every name the name of jesus amen and amen so i pray that you all have a blessed day And that you seek to serve Christ in some way, shape or form today and this week. So stay blessed and stay tuned for the next episode of Count It All Joy.